2: Hey, guys, it's Chantal Anderson, CEO and founder of Real Mood, where you can watch, stream, and earn crypto. We're based in Culver City. You know, the entertainment industry, and I keep going back to that because I spent a lot of time in there. Um, the entertainment industry is really hard to overcome the different personalities and also um, roadblocks and things that come your way that you might not expect. Um, it's just really, it, you have to always uh, be on ready and be willing to just adapt. Um, and so that was the biggest obstacle I had to like, overcome. I had to learn how to take the emotion out of it and realize it's just business and then also be willing to adapt really quickly. Um, so I think because of that, it's kind of built me into, um, it allows me to be stronger for other people that might not be um, because I know who I am and I'm very so comfortable in like my mission. Um, it allowed me to really be strong. I, I would say that I wasn't who I am today. 10 years ago, I was a kind of like a shy, quiet person and the industry has kind of forced me to like, definitely like bunker up and be strong and call things out when I see them when that's not right. Um, and so, yeah, that's the biggest thing I've overcome that I think is, uh, has attributed to a part of my success today or growing to a success.
0: Like I'm currently teaching myself how to set boundaries. And there's so many amazing people listening to you right now wishing they too can become stronger, can not take any BS and speak their mind. But I'm sure that that wasn't easy. So what guidance would you give everyone listening to make it over that very first hump where they're just learning it for the first time?
2: For me, the biggest thing is having a a sense of the safe space. Having someone that you can go to, to talk things out rationally, because I'm also someone that gets heated in the moment and I can make irrational decisions if I'm not careful. Um, so I think the number one thing is having a support system or having a safe space where you're able to walk out different steps and different things before you, um, before you before you react, um, boundaries was really important to me because um, I like to build a uh, I like to build a camaraderie with a lot of the people that I work with because I like to say I'm not your boss we're a team and I'm just the person that's coordinating the team together. But it's important too to make sure that people understand boundaries and boundaries are set there for a reason so we can move forward not to restrict and hold someone back. I mean, we deal with it every day. I feel like I wouldn't be able to confidently do that if I didn't have a safe space or somebody that's been there where I've been like a mentor that I can always talk things out to. Because sometimes I don't have the answers to everything, but I can use someone else's experience or their references and pull from that to make a conscious decision.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. And what is a tool or like an app, like a, a website or an app aside from Real mode that you can't live without that you recommend that we check out? There's an app called spark.
2: <laughs> it's a great email client and it's a smart, it's a smart email client because it will ping you on messages that you've meant to go back to, but you never had the chance to. So it's called a smart inbox and it will filter your emails for you, but not all the time. Like it'll give you your regular ordinary like email collation. Um, but sometimes the smart inbox will say, Hey, you forgot to respond to this email a week ago and it will ping it
3: back to the top. That's my favorite thing. It's kind of like a virtual assistant. Oh,
0: nice.
3: <laughs> hey, this is Herman, founder of Good Bite, fighting food waste one good bite at a time. We are based in Santa Monica. Definitely both, I would say. Uh, so starting from a family perspective, since you brought that up, uh, my entire family is rooted here. And I have a huge family back in Colombia, but here we're only about six family members. Uh, so we're, we're, we're a tight group. And we we love to 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 communicate and hang out together. So part of that is is, is uh, me being here is having that family support, especially since my wife and I are thinking of having uh, kids sometime around the corner. So being able to work on something and also have that family support is incredibly important to me. And then, of course, on the tech side, I mean, it's LA is massive, right? So there there's just so much in LA where in the tech space, you can go into so many different industries. Um, I have only have worked in the startup uh, scene here in LA, and I absolutely loved it. I was, the, the company was based in Santa Monica, and that was my first time working in, in Santa Monica and experiencing the life there, and I absolutely loved it. So being able to uh, be close to a lot of the, the tech community there in Santa Monica and interact with them and learn from them uh, has been incredibly valuable to everything I've been able to learn and be able to apply in what the projects I'm working on.
0: And where are you in the building stages of your company? Because from what I understood is, are you looking to build Goodbytes like more and more and more? Are you thinking about taking on a full time somewhere else? Like where are you in your building stage, both personally and for Goodbytes itself?
3: So I finished all of the tech work about a month and a half ago. And uh, that was after about a year and a half, almost two years of just being in a cave, grinding away, uh, coding, learning. Um, so, so that's that's where I'm at right now. And my my tech stack is all React, React Native, and Firebase. I've absolutely lo- have loved uh, working with that tech stack. It, it makes uh, a little engineer like me um, have the power of of Google Cloud Platform and be able to scale up and down at at, you know, at, at any point. And it also is, is affordable because in, in this new age of serverless technology, we're able to build something. And while nobody's using it, you don't have to basically pay anything. And then once you start to get gain some traction, that's when it'll actually charge. But at, at that point, that's when hopefully you have some sort of revenue to pay those engineering costs. So that's what I've, I've built the, all, everything, uh, all of Goodbyte on. And so now, I was ready to release. Uh, the app is has been approved by Apple Store and, and Google Play Store. And when I got out there and started uh, knocking door-to-door um, in Santa Monica uh, at various restaurants, I was receiving great reception. Everybody loved the idea, and, and, every, and a lot of people were excited about it. But when I, I tried to uh, engage with conversations with restaurant owners, a lot of times what would hold me back, I started to notice, was the fact that I didn't have any social presence or that GoodBite in general didn't have any social presence. And so that's where right now I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do I actually market a company and how do I be able to to build it alongside also uh, some potential competitors that are out there that are doing the, the exact same thing. And so I'm trying to figure that out right now.
1: My name is Aiden Gold. I work for a biotech startup called eGenesis, doing investor relations. We're trying to solve the organ shortage. I'm based in Santa Monica. We got to focus on like real problems and somewhere around we got to into like startups and creating value in these like little like uh, SaaS companies. And I remember like a couple of years ago just being so like frustrated with like everyone wanting to work on like machine learning or SaaS or blockchain this. and I was like, is this like really like helping anyone's lives? Is this really like going to make like the world better for our kids and grandkids? Like, is this like really like a problem that we need to solve? And that's what like attracted to me about biotech was like, we are literally developing medicines to save people's lives. Like people will die because they can't get a kidney. People will die because they can't get access to a cancer medicine. And being in their startups that are doing this so when I like learned about like the robustness of the biotech industry of creating medicines where we're at in the field right now I was like wow like this feels like something that's worth working on and that's like why I got into like that sector
0: I'm so taken by your sincerity to like want to do good in the world like it's amazing when did you first get into bioscience like what led you down this pathway what's a bit about your history
1: i'll give like the full personal story because why not um so there was a point when i was 18 i was like all over the place like just like a reckless juvenile you know and then i had this moment where i actually like crashed my car and went to israel and i was like i have one life like i got to do something with it and i got really into like reading sci-fi books and physics like an entire summer because like i didn't really leave my house that summer before school and i realized like wow like we are in such an interesting time to be alive over the course of all of human history like there's so much we can do and i just kind of was like I want to like have an impact and change the world. And like, so going into like college, I had that perspective, like I'm here to like, learn and figure out what I need to do so I can have like a global impact and so like that started out with like wanting to get into like space and doing physics but then that quickly pivoted to like neuroscience and seeing the brain as the fi- final frontier and wanting to work on like medicine because it felt like it was going to like make a difference and like saving people's lives more than like space was
0: I was just interviewed on the Danny Miranda podcast and he we were having a conversation at some point I, I said, the brain is the goat and I, <laughs> the brain is the goat. Like we're nothing without our brains.
1: Totally. <laughs> and it was like such a trip being in neuroscience class. Like you're like, we are brains learning about brains. Our teachers like don't really know what they're teaching us, but we're trying to figure it out. Like, it's like such like, it's such an exciting field of research, like figuring out what makes all of us work. And yeah, I, I, I love studying it.
0: And are you from LA?
1: So I'm from Seattle originally, went to school in Boulder and then moved to New York and I just moved to L.A.
0: What attracted you to L.A.?
1: I mean, quite frankly, the weather. Um, But what's made me really happy here is like all the creative and energetic and people that I've been like interacting with since I've been here. It just has such a special energy about this city. And I'm like, as the people say, long L.A., like there's just there's something going on here. So I'm excited to see like I think there's going to be a lot of unicorns, a lot of good startups, innovation, like. Good, like it's just a it's a really awesome place right now
0: join thousands of people in la tech on our we are la tech facebook group where you can discover events job opportunities and even housing go to we are la slash community we'll take you straight there that's we are la slash community The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created getpodcastlisteners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out getpodcastlisteners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com.